0: Hello and welcome to Music Speaks! This podcast dedicates itself to how music impacts people's lives. For this show, we usually have two co-hosts, myself, Hunter Sagona, and the other one over there is Sean McUnis drinking his coffee. At least I think that's what it is. Sean and I believe that many people have a playlist that makes their life unique through music. We pride ourselves on building upon our musical knowledge with our featured guests, jamming to incredible music, talking about a wide variety of artists and composers, and everything
1: in between. And the quote, oh, day for today is let us be grateful to the people who make us happy. They are the charming gardeners who make our souls blossom by the ever elusive Marcel Proust. And today we will be taking on our annual Marcel Proust questionnaire and answer some deep questions about existence and music and our everyday life and comparing them to our last year answers as well. So without any further ado, let's get this Proust on the way. My name is Sean Ramkunis. My name is Sean Ramkunis,
0: And I'm Hunter Sagona. And the next time when we come back in our new year, we'll be talking about Beethoven number six. So keep that in mind. Keep us in your mind. Have a happy new year. And remember to keep listening to what you All right. And we are back with Sean.
1: Sean, are you ready for the Proust questionnaire? As you told me when I was doing your questions, I'm terrified, but let's do this. Lovely. All right. So here
0: we go. As you asked me, mm-hmm. and as we've done for the last couple of years, what is your idea of perfect happiness?
1: I think I'm going to start sort of with the simple answer. You give a very philosophical way of thinking about happiness. I want to go for the simple things, just like love and kindness and just kind of perfect happiness in a way Um, which is I think just being friendly Um, I think this year especially for me it was more about not trying to find the bad in people but trying to find what makes people good you know because I Mm -hmm. think people easily can go to the bad because of what the nature is to fear people and to fear what they like or dislike, you know? But you can Mm -hmm. come to love people because of how they're able to represent themselves and how they're able to hold themselves accountable for certain things. But also understand that I think, and then go back to that question, which is the idea of perfect happiness is just kind of visualizing what it means to, to, and happiness is a fleeting thing. You don't know it until you leave it. So it's something that you understand that It's important to to nurture and develop and and, and always be honest with yourself how you feel, you know. So that's what I would say perfect happiness is.
0: All right. Hang on, I'm just writing my notes here. It's okay. All right. I was not as fast as a typist. (laughs) Um also helps if I spell the word right. All right. And so if that's your idea of happiness, you know, you said about you know, default can often be, you know, fearing others. So having said that, what is your greatest fear?
1: Um, I guess being judged. I think that's something that we all fear inside. And I think you said it really well earlier in your pod about how some people might think that being weird equivocates to um, being different. So I feel like that is something that most people fear.
0: Alright, um, and what trait, so maybe it is being weird, who knows, um, what trait do you most deplore in yourself?
1: Oh, um, my wit, I think. I think sometimes my wit can sometimes get the best of me, because I think sometimes I go too far, and I don't realize it, and sometimes the wit can also bring me into, like, my wit will go in, like, several different directions. Like, bang, bing, bang, bing, bang, bang. So I guess my wit.
0: All right. And what about others? What trait do you most deplore
1: in them? You said it really well earlier. I would say ignorance is probably the biggest killer, I think. And then want, too, as well. People wanting things more than the the, the, the act of earning or, ris- or kind of getting there, I think, is something I feel is more admirable rather than I want this or I want that, you yeah. know. Hmm. Which could be an old All way right. of thinking, but I feel like it's still applicable to today.
0: No, I think it's very relevant. Uh, what living person do you most admire? Most admire...
1: I it's easy to play the mom card again. But I go with my mom. I'll go with two people. I'll say my mom... And then I'll also go with um, Jesus. No, I'm kidding. Um, I'll also go with... Um, I'll go with... Um, oh, man, i got to make my decision quickly here. I'll go with my... Oh, boy, nope. I'll just say my mom. I'll say my mom.
0: All right, sticking with yeah. the mom.
1: What is your greatest extravagance? Probably my instruments. I bought
0: instruments. Really, yeah, I
1: bought a flugelhorn and a piccolo trumpet this year. Those old flugelhorn the... and a piccolo yeah, trumpet—very, very nice looking instruments.
0: So different from last year's ginger beer. Uh, yeah, not so much this year, but I still love it. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that perhaps that's connected to the next question, which is, what is your state of mind?
1: Um. I guess, hmm, I guess I'm fine. Like, I feel like there's some things I wish I could go better, but I feel like I learned a lot about myself this year. So I'd say, I'd say decent. It's not perfect, but it's ideal, you know?
0: All right, that was not convincing, but sure. (laughs) Um, and what do you
1: consider the most overrated virtue? Oh boy, um, perfection. Because nothing's, nothing is yeah. nothing is perfect, and I feel like if they were, nothing would be good in this world. And I think that I think that word should be eliminated from the dictionary. Could it be easily? Perfect. I think it is because there is no such thing as perfect. Because. Perfect relies on the ideas of of normality and really what is normality. So if we think about it, perfection is something that is something that is just not, not attainable and people who do things Mm -hmm. at a very high level are doing things the way themselves, not to the perfection of others' perceptions. So I that's that's what I think. Hmm. Interesting way of looking at it.
0: Um, And on what occasion, because none of us are perfect. On what occasion do you lie?
1: Oh man, uh, to not hurt people's feelings or to get out of trouble, I'd say.
0: Feeling. And that is exactly what you said. About <laughs> yeah,
1: yes. Love the consistency. Yeah.
0: All right, um, what do you most dislike about your appearance? Mm.
1: Hmm, have this random freckle on my face that I always feel is like right there. I don't know why. It's such a random thing. <laughs> think about and I was like, my face is like, and then oh, there's like the one freckle on my face. I'm like, oh, there it is. That's funny
0: because I thought you is <laughs> the exact. I thought like your last year's comment was about. Um, you said cannot grow facial hair. To oh, save that's my also life.
1: true. Yes, I believe that as well.
0: <laughs> yeah. And which living person do you most despise? Great, I was thinking about it. I don't know why I said despise. like was <laughs> <laughs> like, i Southern all of a sudden. Like, despise. Um, I would say Donald Trump. You did have him yeah. last year, along with two other people. Yeah, I know. Uh,
1: who are the other two people? Uh, you said Elon Musk and Oz. Yeah, I'd say that too, but not as Oz. Oz is kind of dissipated from the universe, so I'm pretty happy about that. So he no longer makes no, the list. No, he's he, he, he can go away. That's fine. Apparently he
0: has. Um, what words or phrases do you most overuse?
1: Oh, man. Aesthetic. And I hate myself for Yes. It.
0: Aesthetic makes it back on the list.
1: <laughs> there you go.
0: Last year we had y'all. Yes, I do say that a lot.
1: I do say y'all a lot. Oh, my God. It's so
0: <laughs> annoying. And, oh, excuse me, I promise your, uh, <laughs> your commentary is not oh, boring me. Oh, good. Okay. Um, all right. What is the greatest, what or who is the greatest love of your life?
1: Hmm. I was going to say pretzels because I do eat a lot of pretzels. Um, let's say pretzels. Pre- no, I'm kidding. I'll say my, pretzels? I'll say my family. I think that's the normal answer. I'll go with family. Even though normal, it's not the right thing to say, but. It is, in, in sort, in a sort of a way.
0: Let's say standard. Standard,
1: sure, that's right. I like that. I do better.
0: Um, um, last year, you said cheese. I do love cheese. I cannot. I you can't. actually said, <laughs> this, you actually said cheese. No, sorry, pizza. Yes. No doubt in my mind. <laughs> 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 yes.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I would say pizza too, but yeah.
0: And tell me, when were you happiest?
1: Oh, I think this past year when you this past, you know, when I was doing the show, um, the doing Christmas Carol, um, realizing that my life doesn't necessarily have to just focus on trumpet. Like I can still be a performer in other ways. I think that made me really happy. Nice. I would say that's an important
0: thing to remember. Life doesn't revolve around la tromba. That's right. Beautiful. Okay. Um, what talent would you most like to have?
1: Um, hmm. I wish I was a better piano player. I might have said that last year.
0: Um, actually, no. You said Broadway star talent wish I was a tenor. Oh,
1: well, I believe now that I am. I think now that I am. You believe you're now a tenor? Because what was actually pretty funny, and not to go off on a tangent, because I always go off tangents, but when I was doing the show, the music director had me singing both the bass, baritone, and tenor parts. Really? So I was in all different octaves. (laughs) You know, so... whatever you'd like, I'm there, baby. You got me. So then
0: what is the skill that you would like or talent that you'd most like?
1: Oh, I guess p- the better piano playing. I think I'll probably oh, work right, on it this year. That'd probably be my thing. Cause I, I teach piano. I have like five piano students, I think. So getting better at piano really? would be my thing. Yeah. So
0: hmm, interesting. Yeah. And I suppose they sort of, go hand in hand but yeah. what would you change about an eye ah, that didn't i did not mean to make a <laughs> hand there. Hand in hand. Um, <laughs> if you could change one thing about yourself what would it be oh uh, my flexibility <laughs> is like, that physically being limber or your mental flexibility oh that's
1: fair that's very good very good um my mental and physical flexibility of like time Cause I just, I just, ah, I, I just don't, Mental. I don't have time. I, I just don't like, I mean this week I do. And that's why we're doing this pod at this time. But like, just like, ugh, my life is just one endless cycle of lessons and going places. Yeah. So, and that's, and that's going to be in my life when I hopefully become a professor, but you know,
0: so definitely. Yeah. And since you're not quite there yet, Senor professor, mm. um, what is your greatest achievement to date?
1: Probably, and I'm, I know this isn't a, a this is not my thing yet, but like writing the dissertation, probably my, my biggest thing. What did I say last year? By the way, I'm just curious. Doing nine college recitals. Yes, that too. That was pretty intense. <laughs> That's pretty nine intense. college recitals is a lot. It's too much. Don't do it, children. If you're listening, <laughs> do it. it'll it'll have a toll on your save body. yourself. Save yourself.
0: If you were to die and come back as a person or thing, what would it be? Oh,
1: man. I think I said this last year. I think a bird. Maybe it'd be a bird.
0: Oh, no, that's not what you said. Oh, what did I say? You said piccolo trumpet. I'm already yappy, so maybe the pocket <laughs> trumpet.
1: I like that answer better. That's funny. Uh, I'll I'll go with bird though. I want to spread my wings and fly. Feel, feel what it feels to like fly, you know. That, that's kind of exciting. Physically, not metaphorically. Yes, exactly. I would jump off my my bow, my back or my back porch and see if those who like to fly. Um where would you like to most live? I think I said Ithaca last year. Um Well you just said New York. Yeah. Um, I don't know anywhere near a large university, I would say. That's, I think, my... Well, I suppose that
0: makes sense because you said, you said, sounds very cliche, but NYC, that or maybe somewhere like Midwest, St.
1: Louis, Kansas City, or maybe even Texas. Okay, I could see that. Yeah, you yeah, could do that. Somewhere big, like, like a big city of yeah. some kind, but like near a university, I'd say. You know where the with is you know mm-hmm. a lot of yeah.
0: what is your most treasured possession
1: um I think it's probably my voice I think that you are... not to sound chauvinistic or anything like that but to sound, or narcissistic but I think it's a matter of sharing your voice that changes the world and I think that's that's why sure. I think yeah I like doing that uh,
0: uh, what you had said last year was my trumpet or my baby Pikachu
1: <laughs> that's, oh yeah I think I had the yeah, on my desk
0: yeah that's funny yeah that's true <laughs> you true. also said whenever I get food at a restaurant <laughs> 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 that's true that's also true
1: yeah How about, what do you regard as the lowest depth of misery? I think not having any friends. That's a pretty low bar. And then not realizing you have friends that can support you and and help you through things. I think it's really important as well. And I think I'm going to circle back to what you said, the, the, the sense of purpose I think that's also really important because it gives you a drive. And that's, I feel like that gives me the most anxiety, not having to drive and also not feeling there is, is there any curiosity in the world? You know, I would say, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then having no curiosity would be my other part of being miserable. All right. Very cool. Yeah. Um, what is your favorite occupation? Um, Oh, man, this is so hard. Performing, performer. What did I say last year? Would you like to know what you you did say? What did I say? (laughs) TV watcher. That's true, too. I do that (laughs) a lot. (laughs) I do that too much, probably. Um, But, yeah. Yeah. Very funny.
0: Um, And what is your most marked characteristic? Marked characteristic.
1: My most marked characteristic. Probably my wit. I'm guessing. Because it's really annoying or really funny. It's somewhere in the middle. Hmm. (laughs) Annoying slash funny. Yes.
0: You did say last year, um, my humor. Yeah, I'd say that too. That's probably the most, yeah. Um... What do you most value in your friends?
1: Curiosity. That means that they care. I think they ask questions. They ask follow-up questions about certain things. Um, And it also shows that they have an interest in what you're doing as a person too. Very nice. I agree. Uh, Who are your favorite writers? Um, let's see here. My favorite writer. Um, okay, well, let's see here. Probably when I say writers, can they say composers? <laughs> that's who you put last year. Composers. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh man, that's tough. A writer. Let me just give you an actual writer first um i'll say charles dickens i'll start with that Be- and and it's not because of christmas carol but i think it takes i think it takes a lot to to see him because a lot of people think of him as like oh he's the english dude that's written all this mm-hmm. stuff right i think what makes him one of the greatest english authors is his level of description and the way that he writes things with detail and so the thing that mm-hmm. I had most admired about him when I read through Christmas Story, sorry, Christmas Story, when I read through Christmas Carol. Apologize <laughs> to those who like Christmas Story. I don't like Christmas Story. So for those who like Christmas Carol, I would say this, which is his writing is just so tactful and approaching and giving Hunter yawns and everything in am <laughs> <I'm> Sorry. <laughs> So what I find so interesting about it is that he's able to still give you all this, this food and enjoyment and you're both still able to figure all this stuff out, which I think is really beautiful. So, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah,
0: that makes sense. Yeah. Last year you put Bach, Chike, Miles Davis.
1: Yeah, I would agree with that too. And if I could put one more on there, I would say Joe Hisashi.
0: Oh, okay. That makes sense.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because I I also
0: abbreviated E F E W and F E W E who E F I don't know what my abbreviation means
1: E W and F E W and F Wow interesting E W and F Interesting Okay All Right Well I do not know Okay Interesting Keep Keep Going Sorry Not a clue Um. Let's see. Who is your hero of fiction? Oh, that's a great question. I don't think I asked you this question, so I'll shoot it back to you when I'm done. Um, And actually, I'm going to surprise you this year, which is first things first, you know? So I'm going to say Lisa Simpson. Lisa Simpson? Really? Yeah, I think so. Because... What about her? Because... So... I think I might have told you this. So I started watching The Simpsons in May, and I'm finally up. So in, now I'm in December, and I'm up to season twenty-one, episode wow. eighteen. Man, they've done so much crap. It's unbelievable. They still find ways to make things really funny and, and really it's a long-running show. It's, it's one of the funniest shows on the planet, I think, in my opinion. Um, and I'll say this about Lisa, which is. She's admirable. She's always pushing herself. And she's always pushing other people to be better than, than than who they are. And always finds the light in things when things are dark. And I think that's a beautiful sentiment.
0: Mm-hmm. I think that's nice. So
1: who's who yours? I
0: think that's a, that's a worthy of recognition.
1: Who's yours, my friend? I feel like I missed that for you.
0: Um... a Really, really hard one.
1: Um, you said Samwise Gamgee last year, I think. Maybe I did. I don't know. I'm not sure. I don't know. Yeah.
0: Let me look, like, because we have my answers. Let's go back up. I don't even know which, I think I which question that is. I don't um, even
1: know if I wrote that one down. I mean, I think I might have missed that one. Oh
0: you, oh, you did. Um,
1: crap. I'm sorry. Oh, you wrote pull Oh, Polgara the Sorceress. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yep. Oh, there you go. Thank you.
0: Oh yeah. Um, I forgot I had said that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I mean, she's always a she's always a character that I re- that I really like. I, I something about her, you know, she's a very mm-hmm. in her own way maternal figure, but yeah. you know, a very powerful uh, woman figure. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I would say. I would say. I, uh, I would say she's a solid answer. I tend to I tend to like the characters who some people don't like them mm. because they they appear harsh, mm. but they're the ones who have to make the really like those tough decisions yeah. that no one wants to. Yeah. And it often makes them seem like bad guys, but mm. in the end it's it was the only call to make. You know what I mean? Like the, those kind of characters who have to make those decisions. Um and no one is really, like, standing out at the moment. Mm-hmm. But, I don't know, maybe I'll, maybe I'll have to think of an answer for that retro retroactively. Good. Um, Good. And now, let's go to the next one, which is, which historical figure do you most identify with?
1: I think I said Harry James last year. Uh, you did. I, I, I do like that idea, but I'm going to go with... Um, um, I'm going to go with uh, ch- 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 what's his name? God, the other... Oh, uh, Chet Baker. I'm going to go with Chet Baker.
0: Chet Baker, really? What mm-hmm. makes you choose Not him?
1: because of the heroin addiction, because I, I don't have a heroin addiction. But I would say the thing about that, because he was able to use his voice and play trumpet. And when I was in a... When I did um, jazz choir at Ithaca College, I was really sort of feeling a little bit of doubt myself. Like, why am I here? Like, why am I singing? I should just be doing trumpet. A, a, a colleague of mine, or maybe the, the professor who was kind of seeing our thing, and she's like, you're very good at what you're doing. I'm like, oh, thank you. And she's like, so what do you do? like, well, I'll small trumpet and the vocalist. And she's like, yeah, so like Chet Baker. And so I feel like Chet Baker, uh-huh. for me – has the quality of being a really good, a rounded musician who, who is like, yeah, Mm -hmm. I can, I can sing and play trumpet. And I think that's sort of an admirable quality of both. I think.
0: Oh, that's very good. Um, someone else who comes to mind, actually, I don't know if you know him Von Monroe. I don't think so. No, he was a big band singer. He was a trumpet player who didn't really like his trumpet playing. He played, but like never achieved big success as a trumpet player. Interesting, But, Picked up singing and he wound up becoming a very, very popular singer.
1: Hmm. Okay. All right. Cool. Um, who are your heroes in real life? Starting with you, you're number one. Um, oh, you know, thanks. One my heroes. I would say uh, I would go to my mom too as well. Um, I'd also say um, Jar Jar Binks. You know, just why not? <laughs> <laughs> not kidding. Um, and then I would say probably. Um, hmm. Can't be any heroes of fiction, right? Just real life person. Oh, so this says specifically in real life. Real life. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I guess that would also be. Um, yeah, I guess that would be it. Probably you and my mom.
0: Oh, thanks
1: and Jar Jar Binks
0: and Jar Jar Binks of course yeah um what are your favorite names Gar-gar, Jar Jar not being one of them oh
1: man okay Obi-Wan Obi-Wan Anakin yeah you like that name yeah I do um Donkey Kong uh huh this more into a joke um, probably John I like the word like the name John yeah um, Sean isn't bad either only if you spell it correctly though S-H-A-W-N no other kind of very... so you don't like the you, uh, you don't like the S-E-A-N no, That's 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 the wrong way to spell my name brother that's the wrong way um, so yeah I put it in all caps Sean <laughs> yep <laughs>
0: Uh, what is it that you most dislike?
1: Oh, boy. Okay. Um, um, fear, ignorance, and cowardice, I would say. And, um. and not being reliable, you know, like people who don't show up. On, sorry. Most of, people People who don't show up on time for things. That's the thing that bothers me the most. Okay. Probably because so, as a musician, you want to just like just kind of ah. hit people across the head when they're late for something. You're like, "Come on, man, let's go." You know, you're here. We're here to work. Get it going. So that's what I'm all about.
0: Yep. Yeah. Last year, you put um you put pineapple on pizza, and you said, "My sister's boyfriend likes it." And I am her for it.
1: Yes, that is also very true.
0: Sweet and sour, don't mix that way. <laughs> yes,
1: that's right. Thank you. <laughs> I like Poor guy. <laughs> oh my god, poor guy. I know. Um, what is your greatest regret? I think I said this last year, and I will always say it forever, which is not doing theater sooner. Because I think it's a gift to mankind. It really is. It's like... I mean, and I, and I know that you haven't done it yet, and I implore you to do it one day. But um, when that one day comes, I hope that people will realize how important making art is. And being a part of it is wonderful, but, like, just being in it and be immersing in it is such a, such a, a, a unbelievable experience. So I would say go do TCT next year because um, I think it'd be really cool and you would love it.
0: All right, and how would you like to die?
1: How uh, would I like to die? Eating pineapple on pizza. <laughs>
0: Eating
1: pineapple on pizza. That would probably be the cause or the root cause of it. <laughs> <laughs> if, like if I ever like, die and people are like, how did Sean Rukunis die? And they go on Google, death by pineapple pizza. Ah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, man. Um, I would probably say among i don't know i i say i always say among friends but i don't really know what that means um like i think i'll go with your answer just kind of be one just kind of if it's quick and painless just kind of do it already you know and my <laughs> suffering last year you said in a cult that would be fun <laughs> I, was, I was more fun last year man maybe me living alone had some dark thoughts i don't know Maybe. You said one that kid kidnaps me.
0: <laughs> that was good.
1: That was good. I like that. <laughs> that was pretty funny. That was good.
0: Good for you. So the cult, they, they take yes. you, and the initiation ritual is they feed you pineapple <laughs> pizza, and then you At die. At that
1: point, if they had fed me pineapple pizza by that point, I, I, w- I would have left the cult by then. So, Yes. Sorry
0: that's on their flag yes, yeah um, <laughs> yes that's right it's their I have to I
1: have to ask you this now before we end which is like what are your thoughts on pineapple pizza as oh I don't like it at all thank you thank you I appreciate you it's skifo I, I appreciate you that's <sighs> why we're best friends that's why I love you
0: exactly um having said that then and it cannot be deaf to pineapple Please. pizza what is your motto?
1: Oh boy. Um, be nice. Tell someone something nice. Be good. Tell some. What'd you say? Tell someone something nice. Yeah. Tell something. Be nice. Tell something. Tell oh. someone something nice. Something nice. I think that's something beautiful. Just, just be. I mean, honesty is pain too, but. Be, Be fair about it because some people really just need the extra extra step of care. And honestly, it it is kind of a tough thing to do. Like some people need a little bit of, you know, (laughs) spoon-fed medicine sometimes. But that's what it needs. And and I think when you remember when um, Emily Benigno was here, when she talked about um, the peacefulness of things, like it just takes a couple of minutes to really just to know somebody. So peace is the way we go about things. So yeah, that was, mm-hmm. yeah. That's it. very cool. Well,
0: Sean, thank you so much for your uh, your answers. And when we get back from the break, we'll we'll do a little bit of an analysis on some of them. Sure. You know, expand on some of them a little bit. Um, but until then, as I said, there will be a break. And if you'd like to support this podcast, please go to Spotify for. All right, so we are back. Finishing up this, uh, particular state of, uh, Proust questions, um, or rather the line of Proust questions, and just to delve a little bit into some of these, Sean, mm-hmm. Sure. the first one that, uh, pops into my mind is, and it's sort of, it's sort of silly, but, you know, you said your greatest extravagance is, you know, instruments, flugelhorn, piccolo trumpet, um, but the previous year, obviously, you, you know, you said it was, you know, minor things like ginger beer sure. and, um... But like, what all, what made it change from then to now? Is it just you had things that you wanted to spend the money on, or you had money to spend, or that's,
1: that's it? I had money to spend. Yeah, yeah. I was I was way poor when I was in college. Oh my god! <laughs> so Ginger beer was my 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 expense.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. We just figured I'd clear that up. <laughs> and the flugelhorn, you know, is yeah, a is a nice, is a nice, is a really nice thing. Nice thing. Um, you know, we had talked about perfection being, uh, you know, sort of a, a useless word given that it's based on something that's in concrete, which is normality. Um, what is a word that you would prefer that people use when describing something that ordinarily we would refer to as perfect, but what is it you're really trying
1: to describe? I'd say personality. I think describing how the person goes about to doing their own thing. Um, Mm -hmm. I think a marked characteristic is being characteristic of yourself. So defining that and being that self. So when we, again, I know you're not a sports guy, but when I talk about perfection in sports, I would say think about Michael Jordan and how great he was in the 90s. He was unstoppable. And I loved watching that documentary about his life. And so many other athletes are like that. They're just unstoppable. And the reason why they're so unstoppable is that they play their own version of the game. You know? Yeah. And so when I think about that, and then then you can honestly, I think that the thing that most people, they just kind of skim over is the relationship from performer to athlete. They do the same thing. They perform at high levels. And so how do we go about that, right? And people say like, how do people go about being themselves and, and 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 kind of like and going adapting to the extraordinary? Um, and so, what I find so fascinating about that was I'm not sure if you were able to watch Maestro, the Leonard Bernstein movie. No, but I do want to see it. Okay, and okay, I have a couple of issues with it, but I'll say the one thing because this is not um, this is not me going on a tangent at all. But I'll say this, which is. The beauty of Maestro, and again I have many issues with the movie itself, but with Maestro itself, the reason why I thought it was a so so decent movie was because I felt like it showed the flaws and the faults of Leonard Bernstein in its entirety. Mm-hmm. As as someone who has been esteemed in in large regard by by many, because people think of him as this musical genius and this character act person and He's just done so many different things. I think that um, with that, with the, with the act of brilliance comes failure, right? So right. with that failure comes comes breathable air and freshness. And without failure, I don't feel like we, we, are, we are able to be human. And so when we talk about the greatness of Michael Jordan, or we talk about the greatness of other athletes like Patrick Mahomes or other people at, at that caliber – we find the great, but we don't think about the weakness. We think about the greatness, but the weakness makes them great in a way. So I feel like with that, and again, I'm I'm going on this large thing, but I'll finish up by saying this, which is, I feel like people underestimate the idea of, of perfection because perfection isn't a real thing. And I say this so many times and I will die in my grave if I, if I don't get this right. But, but I'll say this, which is, Perfection is not the word we use when we play something right. We play it right Mm -hmm. based on the perception of what we think is right. And I think that's where a lot of people get in trouble, which is they say, oh, I'm going to play it like this person. How about not that? How about don't play like Jordan? How about you play like yourself and make it seem like the person who you want to be? And I think that's more passionate than saying, I'm going to be like this person when I grow up, right? And I think a lot of people see that and they say, okay, sure. You want to be in that person's shadow and, and do it. And that, and that's okay. Some people like that, but I know you, I know other people who are so passionate about the, what they do and they're able to put their own personal flavor on it. And those people for mm-hmm. me and Hunter, I feel like those people are more successful because they're inventing something new about themselves. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. It makes total sense. Um, and I guess, you know, that's something that most, uh, I'll call them lay people, right? People who are not involved in whatever yeah. field you're talking about, yeah, and right? I, people, the observers. And I
1: think that, and not to, not to go off again, but not to go off on a tangent again, but and maybe this is miss about me talking about creative people, like people who want to inspire and do other things in this world. But I also feel the same thing about just regular people who want to just go about and live their lives, right? That's the, that's the, that's the actual hero in this life, which is the people who want to live their lives, not have to do things in, in a regular way. But I still recognize what you say about routine. I think that's an important part of life. Um, and I hope you still find moments where you can still be sporadic in your life. Well, you don't have to follow that Mm -hmm. routine, but you're able to just find ways of, of building in a a way to just keep challenging yourself every day. You know?
0: Yeah. You know, you take them as they come.
1: Right. And having said that,
0: then when you, you know, we talked about happiness and, you know, like when were you most happy? When were were you happiest? You had mentioned about doing Christmas Carol and finding that, um, you know, life doesn't revolve around the, around the trumpet. Um, you also had mentioned earlier that you wish you had done theater sooner. Do you think, had you done theater sooner, do you think maybe your your career trajectory would have changed? Do you think it would have, maybe not changed, but maybe changed the way you went about it? Or do you think you were always destined
1: to do trumpet work? That's a good question. I think, I do think about that a lot. And I think that's a really good question to have because a lot of the time you really think like, you, you do ask those questions, those what if questions. And Mm -hmm. I think that (laughs) one of my favorite things this year was watching a football game last week where I'm not sure if you know, um, the star quarterback of the New York jets, my favorite football team basically, you know, broke his ACL on the fourth play of the season. It It was gross. Um, and the, the the commentator goes, what if, do you, do you think that Aaron Rodgers would have changed the trajectory of this team if he stayed healthy? And my favorite <laughs> response to that question was the, the commentator next to him goes, of course, dude, oh my God. Like it was hilarious. Um, but you, you can't live in that world of what ifs, right? You know, mm-hmm. so, but I also think it's important to think about Like, yes, if I did, maybe I did theater, but I'm actually pretty happy that I stuck with trumpet because I think there's a little more money in trumpet because I think that being an actor, being a vocalist in this era now is the most challenging thing on the planet. So, yeah, but I also think it's about versatility as well. So it's not just about saying that um, I do. The only way that I wish that I did theater sooner was if, there was a way for me to just kind of explore it at a different level. But I feel like because I was able to get that lead like, like that, I think that got to my head pretty quickly. Like, Oh, there we go. Be an actor. Um, no, but, but the thing, the thing that I feel like makes it, it makes people stand out in that is that giving the opportunity, I feel like taking that step back and seeing what I could have done or maybe doing that. I feel like, trumpet has always been a part of who I am. Um, and I love playing the trumpet and sometimes I hate playing the trumpet. And I think that's a natural Mm -hmm. being a musician. Sometimes you don't like singing and sometimes you love singing. I think that's the nature of being a creative person. I think you tend on thinking about other things, you know, and I think that can definitely read you down the road of, Oh my God, what am I going to do? if I'm going to do that, you know, but, and I think you said it really well. There isn't, I think teaching is another beautiful thing about being, uh, and I think I asked you this a long, long, like four or five years ago, and maybe that within that first podcast, which was, what would you ever think about, um, like, what is your reaction to like teaching? Is it, is it the drive that you have? Or is it the, like, do you need to do it? Or do you feel like you you have to do it, you know? You know, I think that that's that that, that question. As what is the
0: distinction? Like, I need to do it or I have to do it. It's sort of the same thing. What do you mean? What's the difference?
1: Right. So I think I, and I kind of, I, I kind of went with that as well, which was, um, I have to, like, um. Like I I have a desire to do it or I need to, as in there is a desire somewhere out there and I need to fulfill that. So, but I think for everyone out there, I think that you have that beautiful tendency to think about how your mother worked out and how she was able to to guide you through what you wanted to do for your life, you know? So I feel like for me through that, I feel like teaching was something that I wanted to do. And had to do because it felt like for me, giving back to the community, giving back to, to offering what other teachers have given me had given the opportunity for other people to succeed. And I think that's something that's very beautiful in this world. Right. Not that holding yourself back by, by boundaries, but giving yourself the chance to succeed in that you want to find what you want or what you want to do in that. So, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> well, very cool. I mean, we actually covered a couple of a couple of the different questions I had, so you know, we don't need to we don't need to belabor those. Um. So I guess my last one is just mm-hmm. that, you know, your motto you have, you know, you know, be nice, tell something nice, be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think moving, you know, from here on forward? What do you think, or rather, not what? How do you think you will continue to use that? Yeah,
1: sure. I will always say to you that you are the anchor that just keeps giving because I think you specifically Hunter, I think you are empathetic. I think you're funny. I think you're really interesting to talk to. And I think that that's what makes this a very successful podcast. Um, And I feel like, because of the way that you present yourself and that you have something to offer and you have something to always say makes it a very interesting conversation. And so, I oh, yeah, so what I say to that is um, always be grateful for what you have and never feel like you never need to belittle what you don't have. And so, mm. so I would say this, I would say, be mindful of how you present yourself and be mindful of how you think about other people, because I was really given the opportunity to just really see people from the outside. I think it's hard and you can correct me if I'm wrong to have conversations with non-musical people and to sort of see them struggle with terminology or how they present certain ideas. They can be like, Oh, that piece was really good. You're like, Okay, say something different. So mm-hmm. you can sort of see that pain in them, but you can see how the connection that they make is, is from a similar is from is from is from a place where they don't know. So if you were able to help them guide them through that, you know I had a <clears throat> very nice coworker who, you know, we were working through something together and it was obvious that she did not know through what context we were we were talking about. Um, and she struggled. Like, it was pretty obvious that she was struggling through this conversation. Um, but if you bring people along, you'll be surprised how smart people are. So if you say something, yeah. they will then say something else based on what you say. So in that context, I feel like and this kind of elaborates to the way that I present myself in my dissertation, which is I think that we tend to stray away from things we don't know because we don't know how to share that information. So uh-huh. the way that we're able to do this creatively is by shedding light on stuff that we don't know and we're able to open up windows and opportunities for others because of what we will begin to know and learn from um, again, if you told me that I had to answer calculus questions, that would be a zero, zero for me. I could not have any conversation regarding math, but, but mm-hmm. music, I think is such an interesting thing too. Like, I think that that's what makes us different and, and people, a lot pull people and people in different directions, you know? So, and that's where that whole aspect of, you know? I used to really think of that word bumpkin as like a real word that would just hurt people to its core, you know, like something that would just be like, they don't know anything. So what does that say about themselves, you know? But if you think about that word, it's, it's more hurtful than it is, than it is harmful, you know? So I think that it's more about understanding where you come from as a person and then relating that to another person. And then understanding that not everyone's equal. Not everyone understands what you understand. But if you're able to talk things through and just figure things out and say something nice to another person, the world just begins to rotate a bit more. And you're mm-hmm. able to just kind of build into those things.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very nice. All right. Well, Sean, thank you very much. That was, they were very insightful answers. And we've gotten through another year of Proust questions Ooh. or Proust. Um, and I guess people will have to wait for next That's year right. then to hear That's us right. next.
1: Very cool. All right.
0: Saying. So you have a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Well, I suppose we already had them. We didn't did. We?
1: That's very right, right. That's very right, right.
0: Technically, we've already <laughs> had them. So enjoy the enjoy new year. Enjoy the
1: new year, 2024. Enjoy the Olympics. Enjoy the new things. Yes, coming the Olympics. Up, so. All right. Goodbye, everybody. Ciao.
0: And I'm Hunter Sagona. And the next time when we come back in our new year, we'll be talking about Beethoven number six. So keep that in mind. Keep us in your mind. Have a happy new year. And remember to keep listening to what you'll